Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. We took the week off last week because uh, for various reasons. I had to get ready to go to Orlando for the GM meetings, and um, and I was lazy. I just didn't want to do it, and I also didn't feel that great. I, just, I needed the week off, and Pitcher Nick here is sitting – uh, he was very understanding uh, to my plight last week, knew that I had a big week coming up, and knew that there would be a whole lot more to talk about once I got back from Orlando, the GM meetings. So, Nick, uh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for your uh, hospitality. I think, Thank you for everything. Th- thank you for being you. Oh, you know what, Rob? I do what I can. I don't know if I was necessarily patient, but I'm glad at least that it came across that way. I was trying. I know you're a busy man. You know, you have to go draft for that media football game that somehow – I wasn't invited to, even though I was pro- would have been the best athlete there the by most, far. It was the most random, random sort of list of people initially. Mm. Now we and you had Mutt, no chin Mutt, well, Mutt which is not a it's not a good quality, by the way. It, it, to oh, not I, have a chin, he, I know he talked about it on the hot stuff. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, say it, no chin, and it's like calling a bald guy curly. <laughs> I've never heard that no chin is a good thing. You're made up for it in other areas. Yeah, I guess so, and he can't make up for it anywhere. He just works out yeah, a lot. Yeah, so anyway, people, if people don't know, we had a media football game at Fenway Park. Jason Mastronato actually was the star of it. He was a very, very good athlete. That should tell you a lot. Uh, I was the quarterback, and I was uh, excellent. I, I had a, a difficult time with the zone defense in the 20-yard 20, 20 wide field. Um, but anyway, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> my, my, I'll just say this: I drafted Mutt High. That was a bad move. And then that he was... kicked you out of the studio after the hot at the end yes. of the hot stove show. Yeah. That was so anyway, so we're going to pivot into uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll pivot into the actual meat and potatoes of what we're talking about the the baseball and the hot stove season and all of that. And part of that was we had the hot stove show. I got back from Orlando. I went to the flag football game, and then I went to the studio to do the show last night. And Mutt starts off with, with the oh well, you called in the night before and it was terrible, or yeah. that was terrible radio hit. I'm like no it wasn't. I I, I know like don't 
And I said to him at the time, I'm like, Mark, just think for yourself. Don't try to be <laughs> placating someone all the time. Yeah. Like, and he knows that that was a perfectly fine. Like, you heard it, right? Yes. Yeah, it's totally fine. Evan and I were talking, and there was stuff to talk about. Well, your, like your part of it was fine. I'm not going to go and say yeah, Evan's part was fine. Yeah, well, Evan was doing his best. He's trying hard. <laughs> and but it, So just think for yourself. So that was part of the Hot Stove Show. We come out of the gate of the Hot Stove Show, and he's like, oh, that was terrible. No, you know it wasn't. Well, I don't know if he knows, knows it wasn't, but it's like, Mutt, just think for yourself. Who, who are you trying to say that? Who are you trying to say? The morning show. To? Oh, oh, Kirk okay. and the morning show and mm-hmm. everything else. And I told him that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm honest. Why wouldn't I be honest? Right. I tried to tell him that right then and there. Be yourself. You know that that's a good spot. I'm talking about Atani and Stan and all this. It's Atani. radio gold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Atani's radio yeah, gold. Yeah. And then, so we had the hot stove show um, in Kerosene Ken. Kerosene Ken was the star of it. Kerosene yes. Ken Laird. Did a very good job. Uh, so much so that he's going to be joining us later in this podcast. He had something else to do. Uh, he's very, very busy man, but he's going to be coming in for this podcast to drop some of his flaming hot Red Sox offseason takes, <laughs> which got him the name of Kerosene Ken. Is there a better? Oh my god! You, might, a, not, you might not like Pitcher Nick, mm, but Kerosene Ken is really good. Kerosene Ken is significantly better than Pitcher Nick. Okay. I, I, I'll give him credit there. Are we going to have Dick and Upton on the show? Can we get him to call in? Uh, no. No, he's not up at this hour of the day. <laughs> no, he's he is uh, he, the Philco in his living room. It's not isn't isn't quite working like we would want him to. Um, but anyway, so Dick Upton was on the uh, hot stove show, and then Mutt uh, bizarrely kicked me out of the studio. Now uh, Ken and I get in our cars yes. and we drive away. Yes, that's it. No, Ken, you're here till ten o'clock. I am. Where are you going? Your your normal spot is eight to ten on Tuesdays. Okay, you can go home, actually. I'll stay. I'm fine. I'll no, stay. you know what? You I'll can both go home. I, I, I'm going to do NFL. That's no, above I'll, your pay grade. I'll stay. I'm doing a high-level subject, which stay. is a racism stay. in the NFL. I'm going to stay. No, Rob, love, I'm not uh, kidding. Please go. We're good. Thank you. You guys were excellent tonight. How, how, Ken was what, what very good. Thanks, here? Yeah. That was that was totally unwarranted. I, don't, I mean, I understand that they needed the, the mutt rage music there. Ken does a perfect job with that in the morning. Uh, the uh, was the Rage Against the Machine. Totally, totally called for right there. I don't understand why he's getting so angry at you. I Well... I on I was on fumes. I'll be the first to admit it. I uh-huh. was tired yesterday. I was had a flight at seven o'clock. But you in the were morning. fine. Yeah, it was fine. So, so Mutt at the end of the show said, uh, no, "And Ken's leaving, and Rob's going to be here with ten. I'm like, I am, because Tuesday's the day I stay till ten. Tomas right. usually stays on Wednesdays. I I would have been happy to if he needed me. I'm here to help. Right, and you offered to still. At the I, end of the well, he said, and I said, no, I, I am. And he's like, and he get all like yeah, pissy about it. Yeah. So, so then it became this thing of like, I don't want you. I don't want. I'm like, Mud, I'll stay if you. Want. I don't want you. Oh, now we're going to talk about this, and you can't talk about it. I don't. Yeah, want racing you. football because Mud is so well. Oh, and like, all that. Like, what, so eloquent like, in the it, morning. It, 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 the show started out. The hot stove show started out with Mud trying to placate the morning show, and then Mud kind of doing the same thing, like the fake Mud outrage. Yeah, Mud rage. Yeah, it's totally unwarranted. I, again, like I said, I don't understand why he's kicking you out when you just didn't have an understanding of what was going on. Not a big deal. And by the way, he didn't kick me. I could have stayed there forever. I would have just sat there. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't care. He's not telling me what to do. I'm. I, I would sit there till two o'clock oh, in the morning okay. listening to Big Ben Maller if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I had no desire to stay around. I was dragging. I was on fumes. But I would have stayed if he wanted me to because I know, as I heard driving home, I don't think he took one call. And he's talking about <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. It, it was, it, but it, it, he's talking to himself. But that hey, listen, whatever. It, we'll deal with it with the next hot stove show. Always Wednesday nights. Uh, I think from eight to nine. 
So that, that, is, that is always a good lead-in to this Bradford show, which we have been doing throughout the offseason, leading mm-hmm. for your weekend listening pleasure, which I actually, I actually started doing that a little bit more. I wasn't a big podcast guy on the weekends. I, mm-hmm. People go running and exercise. That's where they listen to their hour-and-a-half podcast. I wasn't really that guy until I'm like, oh, there must be a reason people do Until you this. work with Trenny? Uh, <laughs> no, no. I like Trenny. I worked with Trenny, as you know, for a year. Yeah, and I got along with. Well, I, I like Trenny personally too. I, I <laughs> professionally much, though, not so much. Well, much like much like Mutt, I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I'm honest about my problems with these people. Yes, you are. But Mutt, you're trying to placate a couple people, right? And Trenny, your name is on the show. So be there for the show more than 50% of the time. Like, you came in that one time, Evan. I get on Evan. Evan Drellick for not being invested in this show that he's supposed to be a part of. Lit a fire under his ass. He was was hungover. He was late. He was doing all – he didn't watch something with Colin McGregor. Oh, it was the the fight. Yeah. Conor McGregor and Mayweather. Yeah, Conor McGregor fight. So all of that. So you, I called you. You came in. You got under, you know, like you said. I got there fast. You called yeah, me off you, the golf course. Right. Seriously. I got was, there in an hour. They were pushing it. It was kerosene pitcher Nick that yes, day. Yes, exactly. So I appreciate it. So you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. All I want is investment. Exactly. I, yeah, I understand. If Trenny's not showing up, I can understand why it'd be a little bit frustrating. She'd yeah. rather go do curling and whatever than be on the radio with Tomasi or you or whoever. Yeah. So, but when she gets to go to the Boston Museum of Science, she's not going to pass up on that oh, opportunity. Oh, and the little little kids taking the pictures <laughs> with her. It's it's where their kids actually taking. Oh pictures? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I hated that. Uh, uh, yeah, crazy. so that's. Uh, I was very honest, like you know, and it was very annoying when she was chiming in all the time. And what we did, we got to the bottom of it. This is it was therapeutic. She said the reason why I was talking so much is because I'm a woman and I feel like I have to talk more than the mm-hmm. men, which. Whatever. I mean, that's. I can't tell you how you. I'll, I'll give feel. you this too, Rob. You, you know, you don't. You don't. You don't take it easy on Trenny. And I feel like a lot of people when I was when we were in the clubhouse a lot that one year I was with Comcast would take it easy on her. And I never personally tried to take it easy on Trenny because she's like anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I one time I, I called her mom in the clubhouse because she was shitting on me for being a, a millennial or whatever. Yeah. And everybody looked at me like, oh, oh shit, did Nick just call her? Did he call her mom? You know, like get over it. It's just well, you know, I don't think there's any question that Jerry's easier on her, right? In Jerry is definitely easier on her. But then again, when Kirk goes hard on her when she's not there, she always kind of goes soft when she when she comes back and is nice and just admits to it. And then he, well, he it, can't I, th- continue I think to go hard. there's that element that no matter what, you're gonna have a hard. Maybe Jerry thinks this way, but he's gonna have a hard time. Um, being like he would be to other people because she's a woman. And that's just the reality. Maybe that's how you're brought up. Maybe that's how you're in yeah. the back of your mind. But I, I did, Jeremy strikes me as a, I as looked, a gentleman. Yes. So. Oh, yes. yes. He's, wearing, he's wearing a top hat and ascot and a monocle. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm looking at when I had – obviously when we were at the Museum of Science and I'm just talking uh, to Trenny and she's on the show with me and there are subjects which I had talked about the week before that bothered me about what she was doing – that is what I'm going to lead with. Right. And it's going to be like Evan Trellick is sitting in that chair. Maybe not. No, I, not I, Evan. Evan is on a different level yeah, from everybody yeah, else. Yeah, because I would have kept on. I, 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 Keep in I, mind, that day he said he was really close to walking out on us. We got him to that point. We got yeah. him that awake. They can't do that on the morning show. Yeah, so. yeah, whatever. So, uh, Which, go, by the way, they said that we're the third highest rated show. Um, It's it's them. It's the producer's weekend the, show. The and false. then us. False. It's false. Who said that? Menahan said that. When? Then when he mispronounced my name and said my name was Ken Pryor. When was Kevin this? Pryor. Recently? Uh, it would have been last Friday. That's last I, Friday. That's false. 
That's I think just, it was last Friday. Yeah, maybe two Fridays ago. That's false. It's just false. So what are we I higher mean, than that? Yeah, we're number two. Oh, okay. We're I, behind Kirk's podcast. Oh no, no, no! He was saying in general, even higher than the, the regular program show. It was he said it was the morning show. He then said it was the the weekend uh, producer show, and then then it was us. We were the third oh, highest. Oh, show. show. Yes, technically putting us ahead of his podcast. Oh, so they're okay. Good. Yes. That, then that is accurate. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I I we've talked a lot about. And they know. also called you Kevin Spacey, by the way. I hope you know that. Why? Because you're taking, uh, you're helping me out because I'm a younger individual. They claimed that I was 12, 13. Um, Mutt is one to talk when he has the body of a 12 or 13 year old. Um, the hair of a, you know, obviously a 70 year old. Yeah, that's a bad luck. <laughs> oh my God, he's got a mustache going too. Haven't? Yeah. Heaven? Anyways, I don't want to pick on Mutt too much. Everybody does that. It's very easy to do that. But no, yeah, but they, we're being they, honest. Yes, we're, we are being honest. But um, yeah, they said that you're kind of like Kevin Spacey, and that you. And I can confirm that. Um, I have not made any advances to you. Well, I was going to say you at least ask before you make the advances, but either way, uh, yes, we'll, we'll uh, go with, with we'll go with what you said. That's fine with me. Somebody posted, uh, <laughs> somebody posted a picture of the the Christian Bale's gained some weight for his role as Dick Oof. Cheney, and said, "Oh, this is Bradfell." I'm like, I'm not really going to argue with it. I, I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you, like because Christian Bale started at, at such a a skinnier level, like mm-hmm. he's like a semi average. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I get it. It's off season. I'm going to get going here. I got to, you know, yeah. like. I get full muscle capacity and you know two percent body fats right right around the corner. That's the guy I'd get a beer with, by the way. I changed it to Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Great actor. I mean, God, he's so diverse and be able to go from Dick Cheney. You seem to... like he'd be an asshole. I don't care if he's an asshole. Yeah, there are plenty of people but, who are assholes. But he'd be looking around. No, because it's, it's he'd be looking over your shoulder. Don't you think he loves himself big yeah. time? Oh, so oh. then he could probably talk about himself the whole time, anyway, right? Speaking of speaking of loving themselves, um, <laughs> you, you uh, before we get to the Red Sox off season. Mm. You have also, we said in the last podcast that you dated Miss Massachusetts. You went to the yes. prom with Miss Massachusetts. Right. right before we went on the air here, mm. you had said that you have also dated another Miss. Yes. In, in the, so Miss Massachusetts was in the Miss America pageant. I also dated a Miss Maine from the Miss International pageant, which I've, I'd never heard of before. But I guess there are four. It's Miss USA Miss America, Miss International, and then was was Maine even invited to the Miss International pageant? I got to be honest, with you. <laughs> it doesn't like doesn't. It, uh, it seems like there might be some states. How not, many misses have you dated, Rob? Mrs. Bradford, <laughs> I, well I, Miss Doyle. Well uh, uh, but yes, I have. Yes, that was a that was a, a couple years ago. I was. After Miss Massachusetts, I uh, decided, I don't know if you want to call it an upgrade or not, but she was post being Miss Maine. So I have one that was pre-Miss so Massachusetts had, and post-Miss Maine. She had let herself go She did not. Oh, no, she did not who let was, herself who go. Who was better looking, Miss Massachusetts or Miss Maine? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, I mean, they're obviously both very attractive, yeah. but which, which one scratched would you itch the most? I would probably say Miss mm, Massachusetts. I like, okay, I'll say this. I'll say this not to, not that I object to women, but we all look at look at their physical appearance. Yes, yeah, what these pageants pers- are for. I, I pers- well, among other things, Rob, yeah, they, they're very well the spoken. You know exactly. You heard Mister Brainless, right? Uh, when it comes to Miss Maine, I liked her face more. When it came to Miss Massachusetts, I I found her physique more attractive. And I thought they were both smart individuals, and I honestly mean that they're both. Uh, How did you meet Miss Maine? Uh, somebody in the business. And our business actually knows Miss Maine, that, that this particular Miss Maine, and uh, set us up. 
and I went on a date with her. I had so, to drive all up to freaking Portland, so Maine, to go on a date with her. So Miss Maine is listening to your your uh, hour Sunday morning radio show in yeah. Providence. Oh yeah, she oh she well she doesn't no she doesn't see the Providence stuff, but she listens to some of my stuff. Yeah, seems legit podcast. Seems legit podcast. Hey, that is a very high rated podcast, Robert. Thank you very much. But I'm invested in this one, and that's what I'm here for. All right, I, okay. I enjoy working with you. All right, okay, I know you do. <laughs> uh, okay, Kerosene Ken, let's come on, let's go. Let's I gotta get Kerosene Ken in here really quick. He's taking his sweet ass time with promos. That Kirk nah, doesn't even want him to play. That's, that's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> he he loves talking about baseball. Oh my god! Yeah, he was like he you. Did talk, a great job. Could you? Did that come across last night in the hot stove show? Or, or yes, well, yes. Sorry, Ken- Wednesday night at the hot stove show. I mean, when when we started off, and I could, we could have gone down that road of Mutt, why are you trying to make you know just be yourself, just stop trying to placate other people. Mm-hmm. You oh, called hey, in last night. Jet. It was a terrible phone hit. Uh, myself and Evan what, Drug. Why do you say that? It was not a bad phone. No, it was not. You, on for 15 minutes. It, was, it, it went too long. It went too long. It was, that was don't on me. To, I should have made it 10 minutes. Don't Terrible try. because of me, Rob. Be secure. Terrible because of me. Be secure in yourself. Terrible because of me, and be I let secure. Evan ask you a follow-up question when I shouldn't have. Could be, have been 12 it minutes. It was fine. It was not 15 minutes. It was minutes. fine. Be secure in just yourself. No, be, I, I'm very secure this is, right this, now. This new mutt of like Rob, worrying oh, Rob, about Rob, all this other stuff. Save the goofy stuff after the last I'm not talking about it. Here we go. I'm talking about the reality of that call-in about Baseball last night. Ken could have jumped in and and you know poked the bear a little bit. Yeah, Ken was. I mean, his razor sharp intensity when it came to the offseason. He was ready to go, ready to talk about baseball. Well, you can tell Ken cares about it, and I think that's why you know when Menahan criticizes people who talk about sports and he says people don't care about it. Well, certain people you can tell that they don't care. I listened to Lou, and he cares about baseball. He cares about all the sports, but you listen to some of the other people, and it's like they don't necessarily. Give well, the a problem. Damn. The problem is is when sometimes. Like for like Lou, right? He he hears baseball. Oh my! I get to talk baseball, mm-hmm. and then he dives into baseball on the other two. Yeah, Lou. Yeah, Lou. Yeah, Lou. Yeah, Lou. Uh, yes. it, it's not yes, really then. a conversation, and that's terrible for me anyway. When it's not a conversation, when it's just I'm going to go on my diatribe, my rant, and the other people don't really care about it. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like you know, we've seen this a lot with like I'll use Evan as an example. Evan. Like I listened to him with Mutt the other night, so he does his rant on P Day, right? Mm-hmm. And understandably so, right? And so, but then he talks about baseball, and you can tell I want to talk about baseball. I could talk about it forever, mm-hmm. but then you want to talk. Okay, let's talk about Celtics, and it's you can tell. It's, oh, with Evan, yeah, he just well, I mean, with a lot, not only yeah. him, but with a lot of people. I mean, this is they just don't want to talk about it. It's like like the other guys, these guys, Glenn and Christian. When baseball comes up, it's it's the same thing. Well, it's like Christian almost leaves to go to the bathroom for an entire 15-minute segment. Yeah. He's entertaining, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to baseball, it's just like there's nothing. Well, you, you can tell it's for – I mean, it's, this is how it is. It's, yeah. and, and that's one of the reasons why I think that you know that show could potentially be good. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they do. No, 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 not, not the show. I'm talking about the hot stove show that could potentially oh, be yes. good where, all right, just hey, here's an hour. Here's a deep dive into mm-hmm. it. Like we ha- we'll have our arguments about mm-hmm. you know whether or not we should bring on guests. Dude, by the way, do you think – we should bring on, like, if we have a guest, mm-hmm. do you think we should bring on a guest? It depends on who the guest is. If okay. it's Pitcher Nick from the Bradfield podcast, I no, would say No, no, yes. no, but, like, say, <laughs> say, I'll give you the example. Like, Go ahead. So the one that my, always rails on is Michael Kopak, having Michael Kopak on last year. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he d- didn't give it a chance from the get-go. And my point was, this guy was just traded for Chris Sale. This guy is in the news. This guy has been – a lot of people are talking about it. And I'm not saying keep him on for 15 minutes, but talk about talk to him for five minutes if we mm-hmm. have to, which is what we ended up doing. And also, now you have some sort of publicity for your show mm-hmm. that the Hot Stove Show on WEI at 11 o'clock at night had Michael Kopak on. And 
There, it serves a purpose. When, uh, here's what I'd say to that, Rob. With a Michael Kopech, I'd be interested to at least tune in and try and you know listen when you guys have sure. it on. But then if Kopech's a dud, then I'll, then I'll turn it off that in a is, flash. That is absolutely fair. I'm not going to give him a chance like I might other people. Well, but I give him at least a little bit of chance that I will listen in. And young people will too. And we also had GM. So I remember going back. Um, Jason Wolf was a program director. We were doing this. And I think – you know, we had John Daniels on Texas, and there was something. Mm-hmm. There was something Red Sox related. I think Ellsbury. They were looking to trade for Ellsbury or something. Texas was. Yeah. Okay. And so we had him on, and Jason Wolf's like, "No one around here wants to hear from." Him. And I'm like, "Yeah, they do. If it if it's in relationship to the Red Sox, yes. If it's in relationship to the off season, if it's in relationship to how the off season is going to unfold, and that's my that's po- the whole thing with with every subject that comes up. It's always whether it's writing, radio, TV. It's always how can we twist it so it has to do with New England. So if you have a guy from the Red Sox that's going to get traded somewhere else. I want to hear other people and what they think about that particular player. Absolutely. Again, Rob, I would tune in. I would probably give him a longer leash as a listener than I would Michael Kopech because sure. he, you know, he at least is knowledgeable. He's not going to be, you know, well, a weird personality that, you know, as that, much. That but goes, he knows what's going on. That goes with everybody. I mean, if it's boring, then you cut the cord. But some guys get a longer leash than others. Is and, what I'm and saying. And the other part about this is that you, the, one of the other purposes of the guest is. To surface the fact that this these people are coming on to the show, not unlike a podcast, by the way, where a lot of podcasts are built off. Oh, they're getting guests. I hear these podcasts with some of these guests that, and some of these podcasts, they are highly rated podcasts. And I'm like, these guys aren't very good, mm. but you know what? They're getting good guests, and that's why they're pulling in the guests. And by good guests, I mean noteworthy guests, mm-hmm. not necessarily guys who. Like, I give you an example. The um, so the the highly rated. Uh, show we did the other day, the John Tomasi show with uh, with, with Rob Bradford and Trunny. Yeah, you guys had Cora filling in. We had yeah. Cora, right? Yes. And so I think you, it should be the Bradford show at that point. By the way, since you're there and Trunny, well, well, you know, it, it, once again, I, I'll be happy to call it the John Tomasi show. <laughs> and that day, Trunny and Rob Bradford were filling in. Um, so Cora was on. Did you hear Cora? Yeah. Oh yeah, I listened to the whole thing. Seriously. All right. So so this that's good, right? So mm-hmm. Cora was on. Obviously, you're not going to say no. The guys that manager went through his first week. Um, with the uh, with the Red Sox as the manager. obviously you two have chemistry. We saw that well, in the well, press conference. Yeah, <laughs> turn off my mic. Uh, so anyway, you know he had done the seven minute thing with uh, Glenn and Christian, and it was terrible. But yeah. whatever, you know that's it, that's. Well, the, what do you expect? That's the day of the press. Hey, conference. Alex, how are you going to change <laughs> the clubhouse? That's the day of the. What pre- are you going to do? <laughs> that's the day of the press conference, and everyone's running around, and he doesn't have a lot of time. Um, so when it comes to so we have Coron. Not going to say no. He's Flipping the coin for Notre Dame, Miami, so you can goof on that too. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to say no. So as someone who is listening to that, you you actually wanted to listen to. Yeah, it. I absolutely wanted to okay. listen to that. When you talk about the whole A Rod thing too, that was another dynamic that I didn't expect. But when I hear A Rod's, you know, a Miami guy and he's wearing Notre Dame, there's yeah, twenty was... different directions that it can go in. Um, look, there were certain parts where there might have been a lull in the interview from Cora, and I understand he's. Um, you know, bringing up the Alex Bregman thing, I've heard him say it for what, like the yeah. third time. Well, it's so like, this, this, we get is, it, this Alex. is what Let's I hear someone else. This is in the, after going through the first wave of Alex Cora's Red Sox managers, um, media relations or, or his press conferences or talking to the media. And, you know, I've done tons of podcasts with him, interviewed tons of times, but it's different when you're in the manager's chair. I think we saw that with John Farrell. John Farrell became a ton different from when he was a pitching coach to when he was the manager and it got only got worse. Right. 
I would say this to Alex Gore, and maybe I will. I said, dude, just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And you heard that in that interview. Like, little things like, hey, that's a different cat, right? It's like, that's how he would talk. And then, like you said, then he would default to sort of the Bregman stuff. Right, where which... he's comfortable. But look, he, like you said, Rob, he's genuine. I believe that that's who Cora is because everything we've seen so far is kind of proving that. And you dealt with him when he was a player, too. Seems like the same guy, right? Yeah. There's no difference. But you can't – you have to protect some aspects more than you would – Otherwise, when you're the manager, but you don't have to protect it like you do, like you think you might have to. Mm-hmm. And this is what this team, too, is all, is also desperately in need of. They need that guy in that chair just to be a personality. We said this before. The biggest thing, the biggest, the most important photo of that whole day was Cora walking across the bridge wearing the sunglasses and suit. And none of the other stuff, the poses, the posing. And, and Have you seen the, the, where people inserted like a car exploding in the back? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but right, with that, has, there, has there been a, a photo from a day a manager was announced for the Boston Red Sox and they got more traction than that? No, everybody loved right. it. But you know why? Because that's what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to show your personality. You get a former guy, too. I think that makes a big difference. Former Red Sox player. I think that makes a huge difference. Whereas, you know, well, not if they're boring. If it Veritech, it would have been a dud. It might have been a dud. No, I mean, no, no. You, you know, then you turn Veritech into the gladiator and everything. You go and change. The, you can know, Rob. You but, tell me that with Veritech, it would be boring. I understand. Yeah, it matters, no, no, no. Veritech's, it would, it would be boring. I don't. It would be absolutely the press conference, maybe, but the pictures you think would be boring, something like that. But that's one little thing. What we're talking about is where you go from here, and like you, you started it's off the there little things that count. The life, Rob, don't you know? I, that? I don't think. I'm very, I don't think Veritech would even like let him take a photo of, of him <laughs> with the sunglasses. So I, I just look at it as. You have to you have to show personality. You have to be yourself. So with Cora, you know, in in you know, some people think, oh, Cora's bad. Cora's bad. Cora, yeah, he's not a talk show host. Okay, he's and he's probably still figuring this out a little bit mm-hmm. about what he can say or what he can't say. Mm-hmm. But at the heart of it, when he gets more comfortable, he's gonna be he's gonna be okay. I mm-hmm. think, and they desperately need at least okay. Yeah, and th- and he learned from a guy like AJ Hinch too, who you know had well, a, done well. So. You know what's interesting about the Hinch dynamic or the Hinch um, uh, coaching staff? They, they didn't let the coaching coaches talk to the media, mm-hmm. the Houston Astros, which is I have never ever heard that. Yeah, and I'll say this about Cora: Cora probably thought that was bullshit. I mean, Cora, it, believe me. Well, look, he. I mean, Cora, I'm not, when I say he learned from Hinch, it doesn't mean that he learned how to do everything right. He learned, but that's a guy sure. who's been successful with the media to an extent, and with his team, of course, winning. So he's learning what's good, what's bad, and hopefully he can go well, from there. Yeah, and he had Tito too, of course. Yeah, and and there's that aspect of you. He learned from Tito protecting the players mm-hmm. that you have to do that. Um, but the other stuff, just you know, just show your personality. Just show enough personality to make it clear that you're gonna, you're just a human talking to other humans. Yes, yeah, so the whole thing is, Rob. Always, don't be fake. If you're, if this is who you really are, and it's comfortable for you, then people will appreciate you in some capacity for that. I mean, yeah. unless you're Bobby Valentine, then they might hate you. I don't know, but that's a different story, of course. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've we've talked a lot about it, a lot of stuff, but uh, which is good, you know. For all those people running on the treadmill, are we off the rails now, or are we? No, uh, no, it's, it's totally on the rails. It's fine. <laughs> this is see this. I diff- encourage there's off different the rails. elements. There's different elements of the Bradford show. That's why we've been so wildly successful. 
we have these sit-down interviews where I literally say, okay, Eck, you want to do a podcast? Here's a microphone. Now talk. Mm-hmm. Or Mookie, same sort of thing. You know, these that's good. I, I don't mind doing those. Eduardo Nunez. Right. I mean, I'll do 16 minutes with Eduardo Nunez for a podcast. That's great. I did the six-minute inter- uh, interview with Giancarlo Stanton three years ago. <laughs> which, oh, my God. This is like, come on. Please. Like, I gave, I said, hey, play the sound yeah. from when I asked Giancarlo Stan on my podcast about playing in Boston. And Patty O'Day, God bless him, <laughs> plays the, the sound of me trying to <laughs> make himself, make him comfortable in front of his locker talking about video games. <laughs> oh, it was, it was so painful. So painful. Because Giancarlo Stan, that was, I asked him directly, <laughs> what do you think about playing in Boston? Oh, goodness. Uh, what, a, what a podcast. Sabotaged by Patty O'Day. I wouldn't expect him to do no, that. No, he didn't. Cutting you deep. No, I think he cut you deep. I think he did that no, on purpose. No, totally he, deliberate. He would never do that to me. Um, <laughs> so, as I said about 15 minutes ago, I have, I went to the GM meetings, and I'm interested in you, much like I asked from your perspective of the Alex Cora interview, someone from the outside, mm. uh, someone from the outside when it comes to the GM meetings. And I know that you're in the industry, you're a reporter, you deal with this. I don't think you've ever been the GM. I have not, no. Okay. Um, But there is a narrative that, you know, why why are people going to GM meetings? Oh, yeah. So, and I've always thought the GM meetings are totally, totally undercover. Though they used to be. Mm -hmm. It's not anymore. No, not anymore. But it used to be, I remember going back 2006, going in 2007, and it was, I was at the Eagle Tribune. Me, Cafardo, Silverman. And that GM meetings, they were announcing who was getting the Dice K bid. They signed Julio Lugo. There was a lot going on for the GM meetings. There was no credentials. There was just a few writers. There was a, all these guys, all these executives and agents. They're all out drinking at night where they aren't in the winter meetings. There was a, a total chaos. A definitely a useful um, element of this. But I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, there is an element of. People saying, oh, well, nothing really happens. Well, I think when it comes to, you know, trying to get the news, I think, I mean, yeah, there's that one year where you had the exception of Dice K and Lugo and all that. Yeah, nothing but, happens at GMA. But nothing happens. But that's where you kind of foster those relationships oh, a little bit no more. You question. talk to them. You talk to the agents. And for somebody like me, if I was down there, you know, that's where I kind of talk to go. those guys. Well, Rob, I'd have to flip the bell to do it. That's, so that's okay. Well, that, I would if I was your age. I've done that stuff before. I've, I, believe me, there are plenty of things I do where I have to flip the I bell. I know you do. So that, well, that was the next one. That's the next one. Okay. Well, you, the, we'll I will see. drive you around. You'll drive me around? Yes. Okay. For what, the GM meetings or the winter meetings? Uh, either one. So should I go to the winter meetings this year is what you're saying? Uh, it, again, you should have gone to the GM meetings. Right, for well, what? For little, your purposes? Yes. I, I understand. Because, because what the winter meetings are, one of the most valuable things. So the GM meetings, how they do things. One of the way, things that we obviously talked to Dombrowski, but for about an hour, they bring out all the GMs or presidents, and they have to stand there, and you talk to them. So I talked to, and I'll play, we'll play some of the sound in this. I talked to Rick Hahn. Mm-hmm. It talked to you know Hazen. It talked to Dayton Moore about Hosmer. Um, it talked to Michael Hill about Stanton. They're all standing right there. This is access that you do not have at the G, uh, the winter meetings. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the pluses for the GM meetings. Um, the winter meetings, the plus is every single manager talks for a half an hour. So every single manager is there, and then of course more news happens. The right, me, the, and that's why the, the GM meetings are so important because you develop those relationships. To right, be the first. To break I, I that told news. this. I've told this to reporters before. Is that you? You see the agents there that are out and about. So when you see them at the winter meetings, 
You can put a face to a name. You can talk to him instead of, hey, I'm running up to you. You don't know me. Tell me something. Mm. Right. No, it makes total sense. So, yeah, so I will put that on my calendar for next year, Rob, to, to go to the gym uh, meetings, wherever they you are. You can't stay in my hotel room oh. uh, like, because of all the Kevin Spacey stuff. Yes, yes. Uh, that, we, yes. Uh, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, maybe. Is, is it always in the same place? No. Where is it? Where was it this year? Orlando. Orlando. Last is year it? was in Scottsdale. Hopefully it's in Arizona. I have family out there. It is. Uh, it is. It, I think it is. I think it's out. You usually go Ooh. west, east, west, east. Okay. So the winter meetings are in Orlando. If you want to go to the winter meetings too, I'll drive you around there too. Okay, but like you're if saying, you it's, it's, it's not, not, as... not a bad deal. Not a bad move, actually. I'm going to be honest with you. Really? There's also a job fair. You might be able to be the uh, season ticket <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, director for the. Uh, for the uh, for the uh, Prince William Cannons. Oh, there you go. Oh, the, the Cannons. That would be. Do you uh, ever go that? You know about they have a job fair down in the winter meeting. I've heard that. Yes, I've I had, went to it twice. I oh, did you? Yeah, that's how I got this current job. No, oh, is it? Yes. Yeah, so no, I've I went had, to it twice. I've had some people in baseball ops talk to me about going down there to uh, complete waste of time. Well, I mean, I you know they've also told me you don't have to because I'm up here and I know some people in the front office. So I. <laughs> well, you do too. What so do you want to do? You want to be what? You no, want to get in the front office? What? No, I don't want to be in the front office. They talked to me about that when I when I finished my playing career. They, oh. they assumed that's where I wanted to go and I, that I have that in my my uh, as a backup if I'm ever interested because I want to be a scout and travel all across the country. For that's terrible, pennies. terrible job. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It could no, be fun eventually, but I mean, a lot of scouts, hardworking people, the yeah. lifeblood of our industry. But but I would not want to do it. No. Um, but they have a job fair, and so I went to two job fairs, two winter meetings. They have this winter meeting job fair, and it's where basically where the minor leagues hire. And you want to be like maybe you want to be in PR, maybe you want to be brought a lot of broadcasting jobs. Um, so I go down there in college and. What, how it works is that you bring your resume, they have the jobs posted, you put your resume on the number of job that you want, and so, you know, whatever. I put my resume in there, and it's just a stack of resumes, and it's just a sea of blue suits of these kids just so desperate. It's so <laughs> depressing. So don't wear a blue suit down there. Oh, okay? it's, it's like you got you got to separate yourself somehow. And so I did this two straight years, and I got one job offer. And to the Prince William Cannons to be exactly what I said, the director of ticket sales <laughs> for a thousand bucks for the season. And oh my god, and, you know, and, and it's t- it's unbelievable how they think that. I mean, that's how it works. It is, you know, if you don't come from a certain background, you know, and you have certain people help your family helping you out, then you're screwed getting into this business. You have absolutely it's no tough. shot. It's I will say this is that the Northwestern thing would help you. I'm sure it would, but I mean, I'd do a lot better than one thousand dollars over the course of a. No, but I'm, you know, but but at least you get the interview. I mean, it's hard to. You see a lot of these kids just moping around, their head down. Getting interviews, not really. Yeah, well, one thing people always hold against me, Rob, is I didn't have a lot of internships because I played in in uh, college, yeah, and I didn't. And that, you know, I only inter- interned at SI. That was the only one. Actually, I had. that's why you're not here more often. Oh, you didn't have any internships. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's, that's why. I'm not, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway, the winter meetings. The, 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 the winter meetings. <laughs> the winter meetings uh, are coming up. If you want to go, I will drive you around. I will keep like. that in mind. Yeah. So ch- hotels are cheap in Orlando. That makes sense. It's, I mean, good God, I've flight's, been down the flight's probably cheap. Been down to come, Florida enough to know that it is not as great as everybody thinks. Yeah, so why do people want to move down there instead of Arizona? I don't it's, understand. It's warm. That. Um, instead of Arizona, listen. Let me finish my sentence, Bob. Uh, yeah, I don't sound like Evan it, right it, it now, interrupting re- me. It didn't really interest me. That's, yeah. I knew. Wow, it, took that, well, that short of a time. You sound like mutt. Um, so anyway, <laughs> before we get to uh, kerosene, Ken, before he storms the studio, he's pacing w- outside. What is, it's really I, uncomfortable. I asked you about the GM meetings. Your perspective. I don't even think I really got an answer. 
relationship. Like so, so forget about like the whether it's worth it or not. Okay, from, that's what you asked what, me about did, first. Did it? Did yeah? Th- but was it interesting yeah. for you about the stuff that was coming out of the Leg- GM meetings? Okay, so obviously there's talk about uh, Hosmer and JD Martinez and all that stuff. That's that's interesting and great. Whatever. Obviously, we're going to hear rumors both ways. The biggest thing for me, and you guys talked about it a little bit on the Hot Stove Show, and it. Uh, it's, it's I mean a little bit, but it's Shohei Otani. I know Ken's going to come in in a little bit and and tell us what, how he's been you, watching YouTube. him. Yeah, YouTube. And that was classic. Yes. It, I have to get that. It was it was <laughs> the again the intense Ken Lynn, the intense kerosene Ken. I've I've watched a lot. I've watched a lot. I've watched a lot of uh, Shohei Otani, or as, as Muck calls him, Shonei Otani, adding in consonants. Here, typically, we would just edit this up and have have kerosene Ken. You like kerosene Ken? Uh, sure, sure. It's no blues man was my high school nickname, but it's all right. It's got to work the material. <laughs> blues how did, man? How did yeah. that happen? I know that this is probably an old story, but I haven't heard. Yeah, I used to play in a couple of high school bands, and uh, I was a big fan of uh, Hendrix and Stevie Ray. Oh. And uh, so what was your instrument? Played guitar, lead guitar. So I did. You a guys lot could of... form a band in the morning. You got Mutt on trombone, you on guitar. Yeah, yeah. Sure, Kurt can sing. Oh, I can Kurt play can some blues sing. Licks. Therefore, hence the name Blues Man. It's mm-hmm. kind of a mocking name from my buddies. Yeah. Yeah, like Kerosene Kent's much better. Uh so <laughs> we we had before you came in and stormed the studio. We had talked a little to bit save about save another podcast. Yes, continue. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, you mean already someday, started. someday. You've already been on the Not Sunday podcast this week. Yeah, it, that's an up and coming wow. podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, you should understand that you're on a podcast right now that gets listened to more than your own podcast. Is that true? It's what Kurt, uh, Kurt said, yeah. No, no. I don't, yeah, but Kurt doesn't know. No, One guy gets the numbers and filters them appropriately. No, That's no. Rob Bradford. I, I know. <laughs> I know that this podcast. Like trusting info from North Korea. I, 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 want, <laughs> I, I want your podcast, uh, the Real KNC podcast, to do very well. <laughs> I love listening to it. It's it honestly you do a great job with it's it. It's better than Kirk's. I've it's, told you this before. It's, it's an easy listen. It's a, you, 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 well executed. Number one, I wanted here. to do well because it was my idea, Ken. That's the first was thing. Was it false? It was Kirk's idea. No, that's, Go ahead. That's, don't play this game. You're, you're out of the studio. It was my idea. It was Kirk's I re- idea. I remember being in the hallway in Camden Yards where I said, Kirk, I want to make sure this is okay with you. Because it was Lucy was going to host it initially, right? She, was gonna she do did a, host it initially. Right. She was going to do a blog what? for the show mm-hmm. and a podcast for the show. Correct. Yes, okay. Sure, that she was going to do, and so I said, "What again?" Because we have to pass their show; it should be passed through them. Is this okay? Sounds good to me. Okay, that's how it started. Lucy was hosting for a couple episodes, and you took over. It was my idea okay. for the show. That, I didn't know that. Yes, if Kirk admits that, then I will agree. He, I don't. That well, he, no, he, he will not admit it, and you will still agree. <laughs> I disagree. Um, so <laughs> you disagree with who, Rob so, or Kirk? No, he will never disagree with her. I just fine. wanted to make sure. He knows That's... where the bread is buttered. Um, so anyway, this podcast is number two behind Kirk's podcast, followed closely, closely by the Real KNC podcast. So congratulations, Ken. Uh, but I think that, as we talked about earlier in this podcast, because Nick was listening to the Hot Stove Show, that you, you could tell that you were into it. I could see it. You had laser focus, intensity of a Making million. up for mutt. Good job on that. Yeah, I mean, this is. Well, it's the best time of the year. That's, the anticipation right, of the signing. Right. This is one of Shohei Otani right. so, so, coming yeah, playing so for the Red Sox. It's the best time of the year, right? Absolutely. Plenty to talk to about last night. No question. Uh, we're my, pro- well, we're probably a couple weeks away from the hot early December. But, but winter we can, meetings is the peak. We, but. we just we just bounced in the trampoline. We're, right. we're launching ourselves. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, did you feel – could you feel – because I've been 
I like I said to Nick, when I have a problem, I take it on the air. I took it on the air last night. I said, Mutt, stop trying to placate other people. I said to Trenny, yeah, start showing up. So start showing up with your show. <laughs> Could you send in in last show? I said, Mutt, I don't want you hosting the show. I said it on the air. I do not want Mike Manansky hosting the Hot Stove Show. I think Mutt's very talented. He has a lot of places at this station. He has no interest in being there. Of doing, he didn't trust him being there. He said that behind the scenes, but you got to admit he's he's delivered the last two weeks. He's, I, he's done nah, a fine job. What's your definition nah, of deliver? Nah, I mean, Nick, here, so Nick, Nick is a listener to it, right? You, you, you could sense Mutt not into it. Yes, absolutely. It's not hard to tell when you have people on the air and they they're not into it. We were talking about this before, whether it's whether it's Ordway and Fourier talking about baseball, or or you know on your show when Tangway is just you know not even there. I mean, I've, I listen in sometimes, Ken, and I'll listen for ten minutes and I didn't even know Gary was there. I forget what day it is. And Wow, I have there's no, no idea. disputing that Gary was awful. But Mutt day. doesn't want to be there. I think, the baseball I, stuff think sometimes. I think Mutt, it's, you he can tell. He wants to be there. He, he has to put up a front to appease Kirk that he doesn't want to be there. So I think it's, it's actually a reverse Why? thing. He's you really trying think, to make you think. I, I think it's not a front anymore. I think that this is. No, yeah. he likes he, he's, he likes he, he the just, sporto. But why, okay, then well, why does he? On. Why is he worried about Kirk ripping on him? If he rips on him, big deal. I mean, your life goes on, right? I mean, it's been a good thing for Mutt, hasn't it? I enjoy listening to any type of mutt, other than that type of mutt. Well, listeners of you, the Mutt so, would disagree. So, well, that's fine. That's fine. I won't so, disagree with so, that. That was. <laughs> I remember those. So days. you were. So you you were in the studio. You were ready to go. You were ready from stem to stern to talk about baseball, talk about the hot stove, and and good. I like that because you could tell there was a lot to talk about. You wanted to talk about. It started out. Mutt starts off with the oh, the terrible interview the night before. It was like ten minutes. And I can I know terrible interviews. It was a good interview, but I can see from his point of view it went long. But that's not how he prefaced it. You know as well as I do how he prefaced it was. Oh, that was yeah, an was off, a, awful it, interview. It was disaster, yeah. Kirk, are you listening? That but was you an awful admit, interview. You're a little extra sensitive these days too. Why <laughs> to any <laughs> any signs of Mutt giving you a jab that you feel like is orchestrated from uh, the Overlord in the morning? Like like anything will set you off now. Like you could have been professional about that and said. Uh, okay, just you could have took that one on the. Chair. Oh wait, 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 wait a second. Why wait, 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 wait. Let's let's back up here. I, <laughs> there are so many things to unfold, unpack, because because I don't. I honestly, Ken, I'm trying to be honest with you. I don't know what you're talking about. I am not sensitive at all. You're down on mutt. You no, called him a no. snake the other day. Right. <laughs> this is what I'm down on mutt for. Is that I think that, and I told, I tried to tell him that during the hot stove show, is that I think he's just going out of his way to placate exactly. Kirk and there's at. at Every single you've made that turn. very clear, right? So I'm not sensitive to it. I tell him I You're try very to very sensitive. I, this this is not the tone of a sensitive man. This I, is hotter than you the hot stuff show. I say that I tried this is great. because this is what I, this is how I get when I get like I can't I get frustrated that people are wrong. That's uh, and that's one of the things I have to deal with. I get amped up when I'm like, oh my god, this person talking is so wrong. I, I you took I, a but, shot. You you responded with what the, last night with. Wednesday it wasn't night. a terrible. Don't you know interview. anything about podcasts? Right. Come okay. on, hot stove show Wednesday. Yeah. Yes, uh, you well, could have taken that one like a man and just got right into it. So I thought. I had watched a lot so, of Otani video. I was ready to yeah, get into it. So I thought. I thought this is how it works. <laughs> typically, okay, you want to do that, and I respond by being honest. You're trying to placate everybody else, and you're trying to pl- placate other people. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. You want to let's talk about it. Right, and he immediately like, oh, that, don't, uh, don't do that, don't, don't play that. Well, that. it's only an hour show. He wanted well, to keep okay. it back on the rails. Okay, all right. I thought. Mike well, if you, if you, if you bring it, if you bring it up, and then, and then at the end, Dick from Upton calls. It's fine. I have no problem with Dick. Spices More things up a little bit. What? Excellent. I thought Ex- it was excellent. It was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it sure was. 
but Mike uh, Mike Minaski was doing like the Steve Burton rolling on the ground, like right. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was it was fine. Linda Carter reference was great. It was it was fine. It, it spiced things up a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> But, I mean, come on. Like, you uh, want him to be professional. I mean, honestly, when I'm listening, don't get me wrong, I like yeah, the baseball I mean, this, stuff, but this I is, love the this conflict. Is, this, is, this, is what, this is why it's good to have Nick here as the judge and or the, at least the jury with this stuff because he's listening. He's, I listen all the freaking time to you guys. Yeah. You know that. So he listened to the Hot Stove Show, and he's telling you, Ken, yep. like this is nothing. Whether or not you think I'm sensitive to Mutt. Like well, that was evident at the end. There was a stare down. He oh well, this is that was well, that was that was not talked about. That was that wasn't talked about at all. That, I didn't hear. I didn't know there was a stare down. No one's no. There this. was no stare. He just said I was there was a stare down. I like I was. There that was, was a silence, weird. and then Mutt Mutt got all offended. That was weird. Yeah, it was, that was weird more than anything. Do you know was, why he got offended? I was and, and, Again, in fairness, you two Nick, are like when, a married couple. When I'm together for six when, years when, now, when I'm walking out with you, I'm tired. I realized that when I got my card. I'm tired. So when Mutt goes. Hey, you know you're gonna stay with till ten. I'm like I am because that's not what I usually do, and nobody's talked to me about this. <laughs> not, not that that means anything around here, but it's you know I am. I understood and then, both then, sides of that one, but it was <laughs> what it, you, it was it was funny to watch. What? But I don't. I didn't understand both sides of it. I'm like I'd be happy to stay, and then Mutt get all like pissy about it, like if, as Nick Nick pointed out. You're right. I'll take your side on that. Mutt got pissy for what, no what, reason. What, what, and, you know, Mutt can be a little off sometimes when it comes. He gets very passive-aggressive Mutt should be another parody. Account. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because you gave him the, like, uh, I'm not, the last hour of your show is not that important. I'm not sticking around. That's the way he took it. Like, oh, okay, then I don't need you. Well, it wasn't important. It was terrible because I wasn't there. I mean, I heard it listening the whole time at home. Nobody called. Oh, he just he's, recycled this. He's re- rambling. Yeah, yeah, he's ra- It was a- bad. It was bad. Yeah. Someone needs to have the Mutt Rage music ready next time. Hot Social, let Patio Day know that he needs to have that because that is honestly the funniest thing you guys do on the air in the morning. Seriously, Mutt Rage, that, that music, love it. Can't get yeah. enough of that. So anyway, we- <laughs> Boy, man, this is this is not the typical Bradford show. Which, this is a terrible Bradford show. This is a great Bradford show. What are you talking about? This is the best one we've had so far. Nah, nah, nah. This is a show yes. for baseball. Yeah, no, so this is, and we were talking You're about. You're going to get baseball, but this is important we, we stuff. We were talking about. Airing How long were you on before I came in? You talked no baseball. Probably 15 minutes. Uh, we were talking about this. is stuff this. that, you know, but seriously, you know, Kirk has a good idea of what's good radio, right? And this is the stuff that he wants Rob to talk about. And Rob talked about everything that he wants him to talk about. This Well, this again, is, this good. is. Before Kerosene Ken came in, I mean, the one of the things, one of the things that we talked about this podcast, which you know, like it or not, I don't care because I'm like, you can you can rail say, oh, what's well, a terrible Eduardo Nunez interview or a terrible interview with that guy or that guy? It's isn't what podcasts podcasts are like. What interests me, and to a certain extent, what interests what people from people that you want to hear from, like that we were talking about the Giancarlo Stanton podcast. Right. Yeah. For five right. Years right. Ago. So stood the test of time. Right. <laughs> I asked the question which you would love to ask right now, which is, would, how, what do you think about playing? What, what's your deal <laughs> about playing in Boston? And then they play the video, the video game, game sound. Game, yeah. Was that you, by the way? I clipped that minute. Yeah. Why? What are you doing? Because it was entertaining. <laughs> so again, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand it. You go on the hot stove show, yeah, right? Right. You don't want me railing back and forth with Mutt at the beginning because you want to get into the hot stove show right. stuff. Talk about Otani. Then you want to. Then you want to. Then you clip it so that we talk about the video game stuff. Like I don't. Where are you coming from, Kerosene Ken? What's going on? I'm just reading the plays as they happen. I mean, I I thought at the start of the show you want to come out guns a blazing, right? 
I could tell. I want to hit. I could tell hit. you were like. If you, I was in the host chair, which I'm supposed to be, you should be. And then yes, alternate and said, "I'm toasting." Well, Nick, you would agree that Ken, <laughs> yeah, Ken should, be should be the host of the host show. Of that show. De- definitely. Would I mean, honestly, better. if nothing else, God bless my. I love him. I love him like like a brother. He was on my flag football team, Ugh. but but I rather have someone when I see Ken's eyes during that host of show. He wants. He knows the entertainment aspect of it. He knows that Dick from Upton's going to call, and that's fine. He knows that you know you play the the video game sound from Giancarlo Stanton. But boy, you were into it. I mean, you could yeah, see. But maybe it in your I was. Eyes. If I was kerosene can, then I did, I delivered as the flamethrower spot. You know, I was the number two guy. I it doesn't matter. Here's. You were a good number two. It's Mine not so much a what point is, guard. What is it? You know, already, and I go, I've been saying this for years, and finally they come around because Kirk's in the lead chair. It doesn't matter who's in the lead chair. That's false. It does. It does. Oh, it does. Absolutely oh, it matters. matters. It, it matters. You don't think there's a talent to weaving being the maestro what, of the how program? Long, how long? How long did it take for you guys to realize? Because there was a long time. We have to have someone in that lead chair so that Kirk can give his opinion and Jerry can give his opinion. There was a long time before you just defaulted to, "Oh, Kirk, you be in the lead chair." Kirk is a rare talent. Kirk is an exception. Okay. He's so, done a very good job of of what, uh, improving as the number one guy. What do you think? What do you think is important? What do you think is more important? That goes back to the Martin Maloney show. I always <laughs> said when Mutt was doing it back then, I said Mutt is a great facilitator, right? Yeah. He was a great. But when you have a show of two people, those two people have to talk fifty percent of the time. So, yeah, so right. you, yeah, it would help if you have the person who can get in and out, set the other person up, be really smooth, and everything else. But that show of almost all of them showed that you better have two people in there who people want to hear. That's what you have to Obviously. prioritize. Correct. So you can be that guy for the hot stove show who can be kerosene yeah, can. You can do both show though. Because it's it's bad if, if you're if you're getting that chair and it's and you try to be the guy that you're saying you have to be, it's bad. I don't want you interviewing me. No, no. But that's the fine line. You don't want it to come off as an interview. You want to be able to weave Distribute, but also keep the There's show two going. People There's two people there. There would be to it. ideally there'd be two people there, or maybe three. I'm sorry, with Tomasi. So yeah, I mean, you want mud out, and you want me, you and Tomasi. Yes, wow. I've said I've said that on the air. I've great respect for John. That would be terrific. But it is much show. <laughs> it but is part, here's, he here's, gets paid to host that time slot. So and that's fair. That's fair. So put it this way, I said this. Let's do this because they might wants to bump it to nine o'clock anyway, right? Why? That's what you said. Yeah, he didn't say that to me. Oh yeah, he's Why actually he did say that to me. Yes, because he, 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 gonna listen. he doesn't like to reboot for that terrible hour. Right, he's got actually a point. Okay, we had the big build up the round table, and then the last hour he was just mailing it home. Yeah. So, and I understand that. I yeah. get that. So, okay. And and at this point, you know, I used to fight for this. Stuff. I don't care. What's the difference, though? Eight to nine. Well, it's different. Well, there, for me no, no, there is Clearly a big there, difference. There, there is. Uh, I can tell you, there is a big difference in terms. Of I big drop off from eight to nine. There, it seems to it seems that way because we used to do it. During that time slot, we've moved it around a bit. The metrics we've seen, though, like the six o'clock hour, yeah, to the seven is the sure. big cliff. That's the shelf. Yeah, no, it is. But you and know, anything I, after that is sort of podcasty, as you say. You're going to resurface this. One of your favorite words. It's fine. Resurface it tomorrow. Repackage it as a podcast. It's good. <laughs> it's a very useful word. Yeah. But um, so this is say that okay, we'll move it to nine again. I don't care. That's fine. It's fine. I mean, I want Ken to be a part of it, Hot but it's fine. But, can, but now can, that it started at eight, I would I would say stick to eight. You may have some well. You better you, you better tell Mike Mike Manansky that because he's ready. To he wa- he wants to go bump it to nine. I think Patty O'Day, the producer, wants to bump it to nine. So anyway, if you do that right, you bump it to nine, then fine, then fine. Ken Laird, 
You come in. I know it's going to be a little late. You have to suck it up a little bit. You've done it before, it's Red Sox late. Review. Yeah. Jesus. But you, nine, to, nine to ten, it's good for the Ken Laird brand, kerosene <laughs> Ken. So I mean, he's a pretty so, damn so good job Mike, in the morning. Mike, Mike, Man- Mike Manansky can go home early, see his family. It, it'd be great. Big Ben Mallard can come on at ten, right? Tuesdays and Wednesdays with Big Ben. So <laughs> nine to ten, Ken Laird, John Tomasi, Rob Bradford. I, what's wrong with that? Ken's already the second most important person in the morning show. Does he need to do the hot yeah, stuff? What's, what's wrong with that is Mutt's you know, held accountable for the ratings during that time slot from 6 to 10. So he's given up an hour of his like, show. Held accountable how? Uh, like he's, his job is based you, on the ratings of you don't think, hour, you don't his think, job performance. You don't think he – so now on, we'll say his job performance from, on Wednesdays is being held up accountable till 9 o'clock. I mean, is that that difficult? Uh, you, you're right. I guess if you want to strip it down, but it, he doesn't want. Here it is. He doesn't want to do the show. So but I don't think that's come across to me on the air. I think he did a fine job last night. I'm being, I'm being honest. I thought he was fine. Uh, Nick knows. As a listener, I mean, look, and I try. I pay attention to that stuff all the time. Who wants to be doesn't there want? Doesn't want to. You you want to do the show more than he does, correct? Okay, but Tomasi doesn't want to do the show. He doesn't want to do any show. No, Tomasi actually likes going in. He just because he's yeah. in. He's in anyway. Yeah. But I mean, he, he would, he would not. Different. He would not usually come in for that hour like I am. But we all know he cares about nothing too. That's the other thing. So no, he likes. I think he likes to talk about this stuff. And Mutt is a even even if he's not that into it, his voice is synonymous now with the Red Sox. He's our pre and post game studio host. So people think Sox when they think Mutt. I'm not quite there yet. You got to give Mutt his credit. I know you're down on Mutt, but he's I. I've been giving Mutt his, I've been giving him Mutt his credit he for stabbed Mikey in the back and he got for, the empire rolling. <laughs> I've, been, I've been giving Mutt his credit for years, for years upon years upon you years. You do sound a little years. down on him oh though, Rob. More than I expected. No, I, I, I it's much much like with the Trenny situation. I try to be honest about this, and when it comes to that show, <laughs> I think Ken Laird. Honest I, is the way to put it. Ken Laird is more invested, would be more invested in that show. I think of all the hot stove shows we had, we had a great run since 2012 or whatever it was. Of all these shows, this show, it feels like the host of the show doesn't want to be there as much. Even when Kirk was doing it, he wanted to be there more. Well, the honest, if you want to get the honest truth of it, the management is not a huge fan of specialty shows in general. I understand that. That's a, that's so don't do it. Coming straight from management. I mean, don't do it. Don't, uh, well, honestly, it's, it's, it's like. Sold. It was right. Fine. So we'll if it's sold, it's sold. That's it. Yeah. And so. It, and I and I can go up and down, and, and Nick can support me. I think in this is that there is a value to talking about this stuff. I do agree. It seems a little weird that you're stopping and starting with that whole dynamic of yep. you're going uh, six to eight and then nine to ten. I can understand where Mutt would be frustrated with that. Yeah, but I just give you a solution: Mutt leave. Ken Laird coming. Honestly, I think it should be six to seven. If you're going to do it, do it well. Do it for an hour that is oh. listened to. They wouldn't do that. They would never do that. Cause well, and have the, Keith be a part. Because they value six to seven too much. And also, part if you want to sell oh, that show. I don't want to hear Keith do that show. If <laughs> you, I don't want to hear him If do you want to do that show, it's like, you know, if you want to sell that show, yep. that's, that's how you sell it. Because selling a show from six to seven is a lot easier than selling a show from nine to ten. Sure. And in season. Brand X does a baseball show at that time that does fairly well. Yeah, so it's it doable. Does. It's certainly doable in this market. Oh, of course, I mean it's doable and it's it's doable on a lot of levels. My thing is that is that and Nick, like he, if if pitcher Nick is sitting there and saying, "I can hear it, 
I can hear like that there is an apathy toward the show. Yeah, but given, given the Kevin Spacey relationship between you two has, has been established on the morning show, I don't know that Nick is that mm. unbiased and observant. Oh, yeah. Like, like I said, no offense, Nick, he, he, has, he, he has everything. Like to, I said earlier, he at least asks before you know yeah, anything okay. happens. He's, he's a gentleman. About he has it. everything like to gain. He, he should hate me. He should be holding up signs saying "Me too." <laughs> but instead, he's agreeing what with me. What does Tomasi think? Would Tomasi voice his opinion on this? Yeah, of course. Well, does he agree with you that Mutt? Yes. Much performance oh, yeah. has now seeped on the Yeah, he knows that he doesn't want to be a part of it. Well, he and also, he <laughs> also knows that like this has become like every half of everything he does is placating the, the morning well, show. I think even Mutt would admit that. Right, that's fine. And, and he'll say, he'll say that, you know, this is it's the most successful show. It's part of the station. And I understand all that. But I'm not talking about that sort of stuff. I'm just talking about just like, this one hour and Mutt's performance. Uh, on yeah, yeah. Like, if, I think it it's is, fine. We it disagree. Is, there. It, it, is, it is. We disagree or we agree? We disagree. With what? Mutt was solid last night. Oh, okay. Two against one. Well, Tomasi, I, I want to hear Tomasi on the record. Well, you Has Mutt been Mutt, shitty on the hot stove show? Yes or no? Tomasi was doing his eye. His, uh, call I, him right I, now. I, Can you call, call Tomasi right Tomasi now? Was I'm doing, serious. Let's call him. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, he, do it. He won't pick up. Why? Why not? He's, he's fixing his Ikea shelves. He's on uh. vacation this week. I think we're going to have to, Ken, Kerosene Ken, and I will have to agree to disagree a little bit about the hot stove show. I did enjoy having you in there because I could see how much you wanted it, and that's that's it, Ken. You, I appreciate. It. I, I don't mean to come off as uh, unappreciative of the opportunity. No, and the praise. It, it, you I, do. I, 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 you it has nothing to do with I'm me. I'm just trying to defend my. But and I think that you you known me for a few years now, and so when I go after Trenny and and Mutt and things like that, I think where it's rooted is like I want people to want it. Like I and like we talked about with, with Evan. Evan was on the show. He was mailing it in. Um, a show during the weekend. He was showing up hungover and not paying attention. Oh, to was stuff. he really? Oh yeah, yeah. He actually. I mean, on, I mean on, when I came I, in, when I say show, hungover, I'm putting that in quotation. He, marks. he almost walked out when I came in. Yeah. So I one time I said called in Nick. Me. I said because I know Nick wanted it. I know Nick was going to come in, drop some bombs on him. Right. Got him going, and that's exactly what I did. When it comes to that, when it comes to trending, when it comes to mutt, that's maybe this is my own issue, Ken. This is one of the things that that I bothers me when guy when people aren't invested when they don't want it. Like if I and you you deal with this with the people who come into the morning show. Oh, you can see it for sure. It's a separation. It, I would just say from Mutt's point of view, this is not a laziness thing with him. No, it, I, it, I never it's, think it's, Mutt's lazy. It's a disagreement in uh, direction and opinion of what he's being forced to do. I guess for lack of what, a so you think that he doesn't door- really want to have the hot stove show as a part of his program from eight to nine. That's pretty okay, clear. That's fine. I mean, again, <laughs> that's fine. It's not like he's showing up hungover. That you're using the drug. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, being or not showing up. Well, like in, invested. Invested is the right word. <laughs> invested, right? Correct. Okay, you were invested for the hot stove show. Thank you. Right. Well, I was excited. Yeah, it was my first opportunity. I've had a couple dreams. One, to be on the hot stove show. Two, to be a part of Sox talk, which I used to love when Teddy Sarandis back in the day had like rain delays, and he would just get on there for socks. I know talk for the a third hours. one's coming in March. And the third one is, you know, a seat with you, Tangway, and Minahan at the Border Cafe. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, what's coming in March? Uh, Play-by-play for a spring training game. Well, no, I'll get mocked relentlessly for that. That's fun. I'm looking forward to that, too. If I get the shot. Okay. Border Cafe is ahead of that. It is bizarre that you want to have dinner with us at the Border Cafe. Oh, my God. I wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall in that conversation? I've had two different 
So we used to do it a lot back when Tangway, when Kirk would go to the bathroom and Tangway is like, yeah, you know, he's just not, I don't know if he's going to get it. <laughs> he's just going to show more personality. <laughs> like he, oh, hello, Kirk. Oh, well, welcome back <laughs> to the bathroom. Uh, so we used to have those dinners all the time. Now, I, in the last couple of weeks, I had a dinner with uh, Gary there, yeah. which is, you know, is the, <sighs> Rob, let me tell you, it's a paycheck. <laughs> so I get that all the time, and then I have that the is, that, I, that is really Tangway's motto these days. Then I have, uh, and then I had a separate dinner with Kirk, and someday the other day, and someday we will get not only those two, but can to complete your bucket list. That sounded good. Tangway impression, by the way, almost as good as him as Kirk's father. It was very, that was uh, awful. very believable. But you were, yeah, yours was very believable as well. No, but I, that's how he is. Well, that, I'm not. I'm saying the voice. Rob, the voice. Oh, I can't do voices. Okay. No. Uh, speaking of voices, Kerosene Ken's voice was very, very strong on the Hot Stove Show uh, the other day. And you like that? Here's See, that's why, that's the one chair right did, there. Did Ken it. get such a kick-ass nickname? And I got stuck with Pitcher Nick. I, it just came to me. That, if nothing else, we got that out of it. We had Dick from Upton like and Kerosene Ken. Yeah. Yeah, Pitcher Nick, like manager Better Dick. than being called Ken Pryor because someone wants to act like they're so much better than everybody else because they don't know my name. That was Kirk, by the way. Oh, he right. called you Ken? Yeah, he called me Kevin Pryor or Ken Pryor, I think it was. <laughs> Pulling the Dino, that's cool. Whatever, I understand. You have to earn the right to uh, be recognized by your first name. Correct. Um, oh, whatever. So you, so what? when you went to the Hot Stove Show, mm-hmm. I'll ask you the same question I asked Nick about coming off the GM meetings. And from forget about like the, oh, what are you going, spending the money going, doing. You, we've talked about this before, the value of the GM meetings. Yeah. But from someone who follows baseball, what was your takeaway from the GM meetings? Well, the Dombrowski press conference Tuesday was the big takeaway. And just all this smoke that he's blowing, I get, I, which has got to be. I mean, you made the case that this is – he's just trying to, uh, I, I guess, negotiate through the media as best he can with agents and, and try to lower the – Well, uh, what's he going to say? And Nick and I were talking a little bit about this before, is that what's he going to say? Say, I'm going to be held hostage by Scott Boris. No, you that could, makes sense. You could say we're the Boston Red Sox, and uh, we've been aggressive in the past. We will continue to be aggressive to go. You know, the, the company line of we're going to go after success. We're, we're not going to let anything stand on our way. Not we're limited, and we got to be careful about big contracts. And I thought it was I don't think he the said Pirates that. He didn't again. say that. He didn't say that. See, that totally did. But no, what that did. could do is it could also I lead circled other- his phrases. Oh, Maybe ahead. not as high profile. Not looking to revamp. Have to retain our young players. There are limitations every organization has. We have to uh, be careful at some point. Uh, talk about contracts. I mean, okay. So that question when was the hell about. Did you take those that, notes? Yeah, no, it's, it's unbelievable, <laughs> the show right? Yesterday. You, oh. think, you think Mutt, you think Mutt took notes? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Jeez, you can't get off that, can you? I'm not saying it's low profile. Mutt's note says, "Please, Dick from Upton, call in so I can roll on the floor laughing." <laughs> the whole the whole mantra was low profile. We've got to keep a low profile. That question. That, that question. That question was in response, I believe, to that was to, Alex Spears' question uh, about. About the three big names on the market. That was Alex. Was that Alex's question? Either oh, way, I either thought it was. I thought the question about the 2018 or the next free agent class. That no, could that have been his follow-up. answer. Okay, so but you want him to say this is what we want him to say. And normally, like when he says Bryce Brents is going to be the fourth outfielder, right? I'd be like, oh well, that is he's definitively saying that. That is not leaving much room for interpretation. I was surprised. How much people took what he said in Alex's question and the questions after, how much people took that literally and did not say, well, I can see what he's doing. He's playing both sides of the fence because 
he, he can't say we're all in on these three guys. He's never going to say that. Well, I think, Rob, one of the problems is you t- the people you talked to me about before the show that, that went and took it so literally, they're just reporting. They're not putting their personality into it all. They're not really you know, address, trying to assess the situation like you might. You know, I mean, they're, they're handling, they handle their business a little bit differently. But when it comes to Dombrowski, why would he approach it this way? I mean, he's always aggressive. The Red Sox are always aggressive in the past. Why not try and change things up a bit and see if that makes a difference in terms of the bidding war and maybe puts teams in a, in a situation where they feel a little bit more comfortable. They don't bid as high, and then the Red Sox come in at the end. And then, you know, instead of Dombrowski being so aggressive, like you say, he always is in the past, where he gets gets stuff done right well, away. Well, yesterday, and I'm sorry, sorry, Wednesday, he said, he said, I've, I've, there's been plenty of times, I'm not always aggressive, but there's been plenty of times where I've waited deep in the offseason to make big moves, and I'm not going to argue with him about that, but I will say this. I know that he was saying to people, wow, this is moving really, really slow. And it doesn't take a genius or a baseball insider to understand the big guys are represented by Scott Boris, and then there's the Otani situation, the guy that, that, that Kerosene Ken has gone over to Japan and scouted extensively. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Did EI pay for that? Yeah. Did you ran take- out of money because Rob would do too many Dominican trips. <laughs> well, well along not. with the GM meetings. Right. Which, which is more worth it, Dominican trip or the GM meetings? I know the answer to this. Uh, you did get a good Warren Sapp interview in the Dominican. And it's, it's saving kids' lives, too. Oh, that's true. So, um, But, you know, when, when, when you talk about these things, they're going to take a while. Like, these things are going to take a while. And the worst thing I think people were worried about with the Red Sox and Dombrowski saying this, all right, you're not going to wait. You're not going to wait this out a little bit. And you're going to default to a Logan Morrison or a Car- Carlos Santana is who's, – whose phone is that? What's going on? Is that oh, your- it's my phone. Oh. Someone in Worcester is calling me. I have no idea who it is. Oh. Okay. Um, is, is, so is, are, are you not going to wait and are you going to sign one of these other guys? I do. You brought up an interesting name, though, Ken. Abreu. Jose yeah, Abreu. Abreu. That's Lou's guy. That's a Lou Maloney uh, special. Yeah. He's all about Abreu. But, I mean, but, he's fine, but, God, Abreu is so streaky. I mean, uh, talking he's to fine. He, he's had four nah, years of 100 RBI. He is streaky. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not say, Okay, sorry. When I say fine, streaky I mean Streaky within he's the good. course of a season. Yes, within the course of a season. He's That's not fine, this though. guy who you can rely on every single day. He's going to have these he's, cold he spots. Who, three great who, months. He who, led, who led American League in total bases last year? I don't care, Rob. Jose Abreu. Guys do, oh, so we're just going to rely on freaking stats again? Is that all we're going to do? <laughs> oh, that's pretty important. I'm going to rely on important stats. God damn it, man. Seriously, it doesn't just... When he's, a guy averaged, is, he's averaged 31 homers the last four years. He's I'm averaged 301 God, batting average the last four years. Well, this is what we would do for Chris Sale last year. This isn't what we do, did when Chris Sale. It wasn't like, oh, my goodness. He, he what is br- Ken doing for Shohei Otani? He's spending hours, countless hours, <laughs> watching I break down his splitter, YouTube yeah, videos. Have you seen he's, the RPMs? Yes, and that's another he, reason why I don't watch Shohei Otani. In fairness, Otani. Ken's a hybrid. He's a scout. in, in a, He likes the analytics. Yep. <laughs> Yes, you can't. I, look, I understand the numbers you're throwing at me are not these in-depth analytics, but a guy that's streaky that concerns me a bit, and it's not the guy I necessarily want if, to invest if you're, in. If you're if you're streaky, if you're that streaky, if you're concerned about streaky, it's all about where you end up. I mean, you're going to go through if you go through bad streaks. If you end up with the most total bases of anyone in the league. 
then you probably your, your good streaks are outweighing your bad streaks. I'm just you know, honestly, I'm speaking from a guy who spent some time in Chicago, has seen Abreu play, has spoken to people who who spend time watching Abreu play, who are baseball people. Okay, I'm just saying I, I, he's this not. Is, this is this is this is even this is people. next level. This is uh, above the, U- the yeah. YouTube uh, the YouTube. I'm uh, just saying videos. that he's. Look, I'm just you because you know what the, the problem is, Rob. That every time I'm in here, I feel like you're always trying to discredit me. I'm in, I have oh. Ken in here who you know is a, is a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. I, I can't. Stop Why am him. I? I'm so, first of all, I apologize. <laughs> I would never discredit someone. I just feel uncomfortable because the whole Kevin Spacey thing. Taking, it's just yeah. not. It just it just bothers me. You guys brought it up. What the Kevin Spacey line? Yeah, he. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, him being like Kevin Spacey makes me uncomfortable. I'm yeah. defending oh, him because I, I don't, oh, I, I don't feel comfortable that people are going to believe me if I come out and say that Rob did that. You know what I mean? I, it's not discrediting; it's debating; it's arguing. I, it's, I understand it's, it's that. It's questioning. I, I, I have no problem with that. I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've myself. watched more White Sox baseball than I have. Uh, the numbers to me are pretty stunning. What, what was the lineup like that he was a part of for the last four years? Is that in part fairness, of the fairness? Terrible. In fairness, that makes so a big bad. Difference. So that bad. I mean, to lead. Well, I'll use that stat again. The total bases with that lineup, that lineup was awful. I mean, Todd and, Frazier was a big And I there. said this. I said, whether or not you like him or not, Nick, whether or not you like him as a player, you don't want him. But in terms of his value in baseball, and I said this on the Hot Stove Show, the one that I wish Ken Laird was hosting, the, I really, really think that if you're going to strike a deal for Abreu, then it is going to be along the lines of what you have to give up for sale. Maybe not to that, quite to that level, but not that far off because of his contract, because of his production at the position that he plays, mm-hmm. and I just wouldn't do that. I wouldn't give. I, I I think looking at the list of the big name guys, he is the fourth one at best. I'd rather take Hosmer over him. You know, I haven't been a big Hosmer guy, but now that well, he, the GM saying he can be a forty home run guy, magic. Well, yeah, you know why? You know why he would be the fourth guy is because two of the guys you only need money for. One of the guys, Stanton. You know what? You probably only need money for two. Mm-hmm. And, and so this would and be, he's probably the best. This would baseball. hurt. This one would hurt in terms of giving up players. You had mentioned what do you you said Grooman uh, Chavis and I said no maybe do it in a heartbeat. Do yeah. that. Uh, that I, I just think. I just think. Can we that, talk about Otani, please? Because I oh. this this narrative that Otani <laughs> can can handle being a pitcher and a hitter in professional baseball right. is no, he's got nonsense. Right. He's got to pick one. I would. Agree All right. Thank okay. you. What All do, right. Otani, go ahead. What, Rob, do you th- do you seriously do you think he can do both? Because yes. some people tend to think Not, that that's see, the case. You, but you can't look at it as do both all the time. I think he can do both, and it's actually not a bad position for the Red Sox to be in. If you think this guy is a pitcher, you think he's a starting pitcher, fine, make his starts. He could he hit a couple times a week. The lefty d- d- uh, designated hitter, sure. And then maybe if he's if he's that good, then advance advance what he does. I, I don't think there's. I don't think with Otani. It's a no win. It's a no lose situation. It is no money. It is a unless they have to promise him money. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, but I'm telling you that, and people in baseball are saying everyone can't figure this one out. I mean, I've talked to presidents and GMs. And I I believe when they say they can't figure this one out because all this guy would have to do is wait two years to get his hundreds of millions of dollars. And the thing that I don't understand, I get it. I don't understand. Why you can't have an extension for this guy? Evan Longoria signed an extension like a week into his major league career, and and people are adamant saying no, no, that major league baseball won't let a team do that. Why? Am I missing something? I, I don't know why. Why? But I'll say this, Rob: the last time we brought a guy in from Japan who was supposed to be kind of no, a big don't deal. Do that. Why not? 
Why not? He, he, he sucked last time. I was I couldn't. I mean, you couldn't stand this watching is, Daisuke. Is, and that's going to be your big name guy. Oh, we got another guy from it's, Japan. It's, it's, big freaking deal. It's, it's the same reason why uh, Ruzne Castillo was signed because they missed out on Jose Abreu because they yeah. come from the same country. Doesn't mean it's the same person. I don't know. No, if you know this, that's a good point. Oh, oh, yeah, wait, oh. <laughs> point, oh, 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 okay. I see. What, I see what you're trying to do. Yeah, I understand. It doesn't mean they're the same person, but obviously, it is. Uh, it's a different dynamic over there when it comes to the size of the fields. In terms right. of how much they, they how play. much they throw, right? You, how much you, they Darvish been good? What you, they spent on? He wasn't there. really good in the in the in the postseason in the World Series, was he, Rob? Well, has he been good? Is he going to be the? the... Oh, what do we care about? What's the city all about all the time? while we talk about uh, his championships, don't, championships. Don't, don't do what don't you're you're asking you're asking me a question. Has, he, has, me has he been good? Every time I prove you wrong, you're just saying don't do that, don't do no, that. No, do no, because I'm trying to save yourself. <laughs> how, has he been good? Has you Darvish been good? You Darvish has been good for the most part when he's been healthy. Tanaka, when he's been healthy, that's also been a problem with you Darvish. In case you forgot, right? And what was uh, Tanaka has been good too when he's been healthy. Okay, and then you got another guy but, who throws a million splitters like like Tanaka did, and he's had problems. Harrison Ken, Ken's getting antsy. Where do you come down on this? With Otani, would you, would, you, would you be scared of Otani? He hasn't not invested the, all those not hours. Not at four hundred thousand, but I, no. Again, but will you be scared of off, off him because he's playing in Japan? No, 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 no. No, uh, not at all. Not for that, especially not for that money. It's not just that, Rob. There's so many things. It's just that there's one thing at a time. I can only address so many things at once. We spend so much time well, well, talking well, about you. This being guy's going to be a mo- pitcher. Forget about the hitting. Just, just look at his. Again, what, look, what's wrong with my? What's wrong with minutes. my? What's wrong with my scenario though? What, what is the problem? But being uh, both. Of you, be- he will have. Our, I guarantee you, he will have arm problems. I guarantee you, having the responsibility of being a hitter and a pitcher will create arm problems. You hurt for your him. arm for swinging a bat. Yeah, I know plenty of guys who have tried doing it both ways, whether it's in college or, or some guys who dabble in the minors and do it. Okay, they end up having bicep tendon problems all the time. Okay, well, that, that's maybe that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I I have you not have heard the major that. league season doing it, and then he's pitching all the freaking time, and then he's going to try and DH. He's going to have problems. He's not going. And here's the thing, Rob. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but the National League uh, National League pitchers actually hit. Do, do they hit every day? They, they do all they hit every day. Do they all have biceps? Do they, ha- do they have? Do they have to go through all the same workouts? No, but I'm, I'm saying like I've said a couple times a week, one or two times a week. So, but here's my thing, Rob. If he's going to be a hitter in that lineup, you know, in maybe two three times a week, is he going to take batting practice every single day? What I'm saying is. Do you think he doesn't Madison, have to? Well, really, he doesn't have to. You're no. just going to go a few days, not swing a you, freaking bat, and can, then go face you can, 95. You can manage it. Do you take your headphones off? What's yeah. going on? I had them on for five hours today. Oh. Sweating. Yeah, we appreciate you being here, by the way, Ken. I know Rob you know, didn't really give you much of a choice. Well, I'm happy to I be. know he wanted to. Yeah. How long are we going? <laughs> this is like the longest <laughs> hour in. Jesus. Nobody's listening hour at this point. In. It's, it's a weekend. What's the ideal podcast length? 20 minutes? You're the you're you the you're the minutes. you're the podcast. No, you're the There's going to be some stuff cut out. I'll tell you when I talk to people, they say forty minutes. Forty minutes because Christ. of the commute. I think that's right. We're at, well, I'll uh, tell we're you what. Hour twenty now. If you guys, you what? We're like an hour twenty now, aren't we? Yeah, but well, there's stuff that's got to cut, 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 cut some stuff. Out. I mean, like, I'd listen to your well, podcast well, for an hour. Honestly, every day. If you guys did it an hour every day, I, I know you guys got plenty of other stuff to do. I understand it that. But one of the things that you you do the drop. The drops make the difference. Oh my god. I'm sorry to derail the podcast. Sorry, no, I took my headphones off. It's, <laughs> don't apologize. It's fine. You're offended Let's about Otani. You really like him. It's cool. Let's Whatever. finish strong. <laughs> wow, Ken does All right, well, there you go. You're a kerosene Ken. Oh, that's it? Take the cap off and spray some on the fire. Right. What do you got? Nice to be here. What do you got? Oh, what? A parting <laughs> shot? No, yeah. Well, what? What? So, at, at, what this podcast was going to be about, like, okay, now we've gone to GM meetings. Where we go from here? What do you think? <laughs> so, I wrote the column about, say, hey, like, they're still going to make a big move. They're, they're going to sign I, I, J.D. Martinez. You they think will so? sign him on December 4th. Okay. Mark it down. Casey guaranteed. Before PM. the winter meetings. Oh, yeah. That's a week before the winter meetings. It is? Yeah. 
Uh, Winter means a little later this year. All right, take that back. December they, December 10th, December 11th. Yeah. Yeah. More like the 12th, actually. December, so the, uh, yeah. Okay, December 12th, J.D. Martinez. Yep. Nick, what are they going to do? On December on December 12th, what will the Red Sox have, have done? I Honestly, I, I'm with Ken. I, not to copy him, but I thought J.D. Martinez was going to be the guy. Okay. I, I honestly believe that. I, th- I mean, he seems to be the right fit in terms of having a guy. Actually, you know what? Screw that. I'm going with Hosmer. I don't want to do the same thing as Ken because apparently he can hit 40 home runs just to be different. <laughs> yeah. And now, and now we. And what about you, Rob? He's going to put a prediction out there. He's going to. I, I see. I would. I want to say the same thing. I think JD Martinez. The only thing that every time I talk about JD Martinez or think about what he might do, he's going to be a DH here unless you trade one of these other guys. And they'll and trade I, Bradley. Yeah. That see, you say that. I don't. I don't hate well, that. Same day. Same oh, day. Same. What happens first? Much. What happens first? Much like much, much like when they trade for Chris Sale and traded for Tyler Thornburg. Correct. That was early in the morning. Oh, right? yeah, that's oh, right. Let me tell you. And yeah. We were still on the air when that broke. Wow. <laughs> I was so excited. So we got Martinez, Martinez, and I'm taking Hosmer. Hosmer. All right. Good enough. We'll uh, we'll reconvene. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope. As you have jogged your 12 miles while listening to this, <laughs> that, that everything has made the time go much, much faster. We'll see you next week. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Welcome to History Is Us. I'm Dr. Eddie S. Glaude, Jr. Join me as we journey through history to face the ugly truths at the heart of the American story. Throughout this series, we explore who we are as a nation. Listen to History Is Us, a creation and presentation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals, and John Meachin Studio. Available now on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.